On this week's episode of the Racing Junkies podcast, we discuss the NASCAR All-Star Race, as well as this week's Nashville preview. And in the F1 side, we discuss Ocon signing a three-year deal with Alpine and a French Grand Prix preview. Let's get into it. Let's get it. Ass. Yeah, so that yeah. all-star race was absolute dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> Your predictions were right? Yeah, no, I, it was, let's put it this way. It was better than I expected. I can't take back the tweet that I sent out because I don't delete tweets. Oops. You don't delete, I know, pussy. Yeah, <laughs> I don't, I don't delete, delete tweets. tweets, and I said after the first stage, this isn't as bad as I was expecting. Hmm. But then it got worse. Oh, did it? Yeah. It was like the first it was like, you know that meme where it's like, they had us in the first half, not going to lie. Yeah. It was like that. Because the first half, there was quite a bit of passing and guys getting situated. And then with the inverts, it was like no one could pass because everyone figured out the package of just running a straight line and right. go full out. That's amazing, that strategy. It's like, who would have thought of that? Yeah. No, it was like, it was like they went down the entire back straight and around turns three and four and the front straight without ever lifting off the gas. Really? And I'm like really really that's so boring that's lame like come on that is lame i'm so tired of ranting about this package but they just somehow made it worse with the all-star race they just want everyone so close together but everyone's close together but they couldn't pass without the help from a teammate oh my god like literally kyle larson won this race because william byron like sacrificed his restart to push kyle larson the whole way through right i'm surprised you watched it to be honest i was very I, i just had a soccer game and i was like dead on the couch and couldn't move and it was like kind of sit there almost like those torture methods where they got like your t- eyes taped open because well i couldn't stop watching because i just didn't want to move because my legs hurt well you couldn't do anything else you're on the couch there yeah so on a sunday afternoon like sunday night oh sunday night well, so there's even less on tv after afternoon yeah it's like there's nothing on tv i don't want to watch some bimbo rewards show that might be on i don't even know if there's award shows on this i don't year. i don't know what else is on tv i don't watch uh, tv like, for who wants else? to watch celebrities give other celebrities gifts who watches like cable or actual tv i just like i just literally watch sports i watch sports on tv that's like that's all i watch or netflix yeah netflix sports motorsports yeah i'll what? watch uh like uh northwood's law on discovery channel that's a good show yeah. It's like the Game Wardens or whatever. Oh, okay. Yeah, that one's a good one. And Rust Valley Restores, but yeah, that's, that, just, that's a good show. <laughs> I just love that, Avery's laugh. Man. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I haven't seen that one. I got to I gotta check that one out. I got to show you just Avery's laugh. That's all you have to see, and you'll love the show. I've seen, like, um, TikToks of, like, a bunch of – it's, like, the vibe is where you're, like, watching TV with your dad, and it's all, like, Pawn <laughs> Stars and all, all the uh, – I'm not quite at that level yet. No – those shows are like addicting to watch though. They're like they're, I know. know some of them like they're on and you just got to keep watching them. It's like, yeah. yeah. So let's put it into perspective. I sat, I was at work on Monday. Yeah. And I was thinking about what did I do this weekend? And usually like I think, oh yeah, I watched the race. And I went, was there a race on this weekend? Meanwhile, I spent three hours watching it the night before. <laughs> That's how boring the All Star race was and how forgettable it was. The answer might as well have been no. Yeah, there was one. Cool move, and it was when Brad Kozlowski forced the other two three wide, mm-hmm. and he couldn't even finish the move because just Kyle Larson had more momentum on the high side. And then for 10 laps, Kozlowski was on his bumper and tried to go to the inside, and it just didn't work Right for 10 laps. My God. Like, just 
can we can we b- purchase a bulldozer and <laughs> steamroll Texas? Do you know what would have made it better? What more gimmicks? More gimmicks. More gimmicks would have made it so much better. Oh, speaking of gimmicks. Oh yes. They did something. No way. That I do not like. Oh. So it was during the was pre-race, excited. right after they like did the invocation and said like driver start your edges. They're going to show it the like the the lineup yeah. of these stupid ass cartoon characters, but they still haven't gotten rid of. Please NASCAR never bring that back. Okay, never. <laughs> yeah. And then or NASCAR on Fox. I think NBC is going to have real life pictures. Thank you. We're not a gimmick sport. Yeah, the oh like the, the uh, comic book. Like Why? The, yeah, that's you're just so making dumb. a joke of your own sport. <laughs> you're literally making a joke of your own sport. You're t- you're not taking yourself seriously. No. <laughs> Show the drivers who they really are. You want to get people to recognize recognizability. Mm-hmm. That's everything nowadays. Yeah. Recognizability. And you show cartoon characters <laughs> of these people. <laughs> and then for drivers lineups, you don't even speak. It's literally just a rolling thing of showing where drivers are lined up and a freaking band or guy singing that I've never heard of <laughs> just singing like rock music. And then you show that on the broadcast and then you go straight to racing. I'm like, what? Excuse me? Where, like, call up a driver and ask him stupid questions. I'd rather that. I would much rather that. Like, the stupider the question, the better. Exactly. I like when they call up the driver and ask them stupid questions because then they get a stupid answer. Exactly. <laughs> like uh, Tony Stewart. Or like anyone with personality, please. Well, I was thinking about the the, the thing where someone asked Tony Stewart a question and, and, and he gave a really stupid answer. Which time? Uh, well, every time. But like, <laughs> oh, I can't remember the one. There's a lot, but like... Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot. <laughs> but that's just it. You remember that. Yeah, exactly. Do I ever remember a William Byron interview? <laughs> no. Yeah, exactly. Will I remember a Kyle Busch interview? Yes. Absolutely. I remember lots of them. Absolutely. Do I remember a Denny Hamlin interview? Yes. Yeah. Do I remember a Chase Elliott interview? <laughs> no. Alex no. Bowman? A little bit. He's got uh, a bit of personality. You know, if he brought his Twitter personality, like... In interviews, yeah. oh my god, be amazing. I, I'd be, I'd be in love with him at that point. Yeah, no. no do I remember a, <laughs> do I remember a Kyle Larson interview? No. Yeah. Do I remember a Tony Stewart interview? Most of them, yes. Oh yeah, because they're hilarious. Or Kurt Busch telling Bob Pockerus that he's gonna beat the shit out of him. Yeah. In the middle of the interview, well, I get that was that was a little bit too far, Kurt. But like, <laughs> I like the personality. It's there's it's something different. It's something uh, fresh. Thank you. And speaking of fresh. Colleague Racing, apparently, allegedly, allegedly, has a big announcement coming up this weekend. And they've spoken in disgust of coming to a Cup Series ride. Mm -hmm. And Chris Rice has personality. Brett Griffin, who's big in the the race team, has a lot of personality. And the driver they're talking about that could be coming in, AJ Allmendinger, has personality. Oh, my God. It's like a match made in heaven. Thank you. Like, Colleague could become, like, the most favorite race team. And not even do that well, but just become a favorite. Because, guess what? They have personality. I, well, it's amazing. It's like they actually like interact with the media properly. Like, yeah. Who would have thought that interacting with the media and showing who you are and having like a good personality? And acting like a human. <laughs> yeah. Acting like a human. Not like a robot. Like, oh, yeah, it was, uh, you know, team did well. You know, Spotter did a good job. Uh, all this stuff, you know. Yeah, I actually shot the bed last night. <laughs> <laughs> I actually pissed my pants in the car. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like all over the seat. <laughs> <laughs> My engineers are gonna hate me. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it, 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 that's actually a thing in Formula One. I know. People. I saw. I saw the Vettel Gasly interview. <laughs> yeah, where that's Vettel disgusting. was like talking about people pissing on their seats, and like Gasly was like, "I don't do that." Yeah. <laughs> God, but there's actually people that do that. That's disgusting. Anyway. But then, yeah. So speaking of personality, like you yeah, look at two it, million. 
million dollar race car and you fucking piss in it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's just, it so funny. Oh, that was too funny. Sorry, go ahead. No, but speaking of personality, they brand in, brought in a brand new race series. Mm-hmm. Superstar racing experience. Yep. And they had personality drivers. Yes. They had Tony Stewart. Tony Stewart. Personality. Exactly. Greg Biffle driving the 69 car. Personality. Yeah. Michael Waltrip. Huge personality. Oh, my God, yeah. Bobby Labonte, a little bit more on the tame side, but you need those tame drivers, too. Mm-hmm. Paul Tracy, I'm pretty, I don't know, I've never really seen him, but he has some personality. Mm-hmm. Willie T. Ribs, like he said, like he's going to smoke everybody else here. Mm-hmm. These drivers have personality. Mm-hmm. And exactly. you know what? It produced good on the track, off the track coverage. Yeah. Like there's a Michael Walter interview. We're going to throw it in like right now. Well, Brad, my, my, my butt hurts, my foot hurts, my legs cramping, I'm hot and I'm old. And I didn't realize any of that until that guy passed me. And then all of it set in immediately. I just tried to get too low off too. There's a lot of grip down there and I was making it work. And I just wanted to learn more. And I tried to get too low and got sideways and then Doug ate me up. That is absolutely hilarious. That's hilarious. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, just the, the fact, fact that he actually showed personality right there was amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing what happens when that happens. I think what do you say? I, I'm like mystic bit of it, but he said like, my my legs hurt, my face hurts, my arms hurt, and I'm old. Exactly. And it's like speak of the truth. All he had to do was speak the truth, and it was a good interview. It's crazy. Like they, it's like actually having a conversation with somebody. It's 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 crazy. You know. The SRX coverage was amazing. Okay. Yeah. Um, I watched, like, I didn't get to watch the actual race, but I watched the replay. I was too busy watching TikTokers beat the shit out of each other and YouTubers, but... Oh, uh, uh, <laughs> we could talk about that later. We talk about that was funny. That was funny. But, uh, no, so, who was it? What was I just talking about? Not TikTokers. Uh, uh, oh, SRX. Yeah, SRX. Amazing. Okay. Mm-hmm. My parents didn't like Alan Bestwick in the booth. They said he was too boring. They said they need more Clint Boyer. I was like, no, no, no. Alan Bestwick, you don't miss with Alan Bestwick. Okay? He's amazing. Yeah. I told him straight up. I was like, you take that back. Because Alan Bestwick is amazing. Okay? And then I said, if you want a personality, bring one in with Alan Bestwick. Okay? He's not the guy that's there to provide it. He's there to provide the good calls. He's like the Mike Joy. But honestly, I put him and Mike Joy on like the same level. Oh, yeah. Maybe. I don't know. It depends on the day. It might switch them around because Mike Joy can get on my nerves a couple of times. Right. But Mike Joy is very, very good at his job, and so is Alan Bestwick. Mm-hmm. But then you had Danica Patrick there not really knowing the rules, and I was like, <gasps> yeah. like I think you give her a couple more races, she'll be good. But just right now, I think it's her first time calling a full race. Maybe she did a couple IndyCar, but this is really, really good. And then the pit reporters, you got Matt Yoakum, who – is amazing. He's from NASCAR. I love Matt Yoakum's work, and I don't know why Fox ever got rid of him. Brad and Regan Smith, please bring back Matt Yoakum. God damn it, Fox! And then Brad Doherty, who owns Ricky Stenhouse and Ryan Priest's car. Oh yeah, part of JTG Doherty. Mm-hmm. He was amazing. <laughs> that was he was the one interviewing Michael Waltrip in that clip. Oh like, yeah, just good questions, not stupid questions, and just entertaining mm. and good voices and then they had another girl there and she was good too and then in their pre-race they showed video of the drivers at home getting ready for this and like had stories on each and every driver so you knew who each driver was i had no idea who uh willie t ribs was or uh ernie francis jr but then they came in or doug kobe the guy that ended up winning the, the short track legend actually beat the superstars he, just, he literally just raced the short tracks around america yeah and no one knows him except for the local guys and then he goes and beats these superstars at his own home track. Great. Wow. Amazing story. Amazing racing. Yeah. They had to beat each other to get out of the way. Like, it was amazing. And they were showing, like, behind-the-scenes type footage on the actual, like, coverage. Yeah, and they showed, like, 
stories on each of the drivers. So how Tony was a part of it, how Ray Evernham developed the cars a little bit, how where Doug Kobe came from, a special on Willie T. Ribs and who he is and like how he prepared. That's awesome. And it's like that's what we want to see. That's really awesome. Then you get more of like a, a, a background on it. It's like even for people who know, they like a refresher and like to you know however it's it's uh, it's it's made. It's it's awesome. And guess what? What? There was no gimmicks. Whoa! You had the cars look the exact same to every other one because they are exact same cars. Yeah. You had no pit stops, mm-hmm. so as you you get tires and you go. Yeah. The only thing that I wasn't a big fan of was the fact that Greg Biffle wrecked his car and he could come back. Mm-hmm. No problem with that. Okay. Right. Only issue was was his tires were better than everyone else's by about thirty laps. Mm. Meaning he had a tire advantage and drove from the back to the front because the field's not that big and finished second. Yes. Okay. That's the only issue I had with it. Guys wrecked, they came down, they threw cautions, they got natural cautions, and they had heat races. And the heat races meant something because you get points for the heat races. Okay. Because in short tracking, heat racing is a real thing. Yeah. Like, heat races actually exist in short in your local short track. It's crazy. It's not concept. like it's just something in there to throw in there to get more entertainment. Yeah. No. And it was set up for the main event. There were 15-minute timed heat races. It wasn't how many laps. It wasn't you got this many laps in a caution. It was 15 minutes to go out there, race, and then you could come down and make adjustments. On your car. That's pretty cool. What you wanted. Great. Like that. Amazing. Right? And then they inverted the field. So the guys in the yes. back went to the front. And that's another staple of short track racing is they invert fields a lot. Mm. Great. That's awesome. Nothing wrong with it because you proclaimed it before the series even started. Yeah. Okay? And then uh, they ran, I think, another 15 minutes. And wherever you finish there is where you start in the race. Right. And then you race. And there's no bullshit cautions. <laughs> Because that's the feature. Right. It's, it's legit. It's good racing. Thank you. Thank you, Superstar Racing Experience, for making my weekend. Because, trust me, NASCAR shit the bed. <laughs> Without that, weekend would have been ruined. And and it wasn't even like... The All-Star Race was bad. The All-Star Open was actually pretty good. Because you had drivers that were desperate to make the show. Yeah. These drivers in the Cup Series, they make... Like six to oh, the good ones make like six to seven million dollars a year alone just in their earnings slash contract. Wow! And then you go That's and like say, "Here, go race for a million dollars." And it's like, is a million dollars really that enticing anymore to these guys? At that point, are you really going to go and wreck your neighbor for a million dollars? Maybe they will, or your teammate. Here's the question: They, they will. Play. You will easily wreck your enemy. No problem. You don't even need a million dollars to wreck your enemy. God no. Will you wreck your teammate, potentially wreck a race car, and piss off your boss for a million dollars when you're making seven million dollars? There you go. Will you? I say probably not. Yeah. I get it's natural born racing, but a lot of these guys are like, man, I still want my ride next year. Yeah, pretty much. But you go and shove the lower guys in, like the guys in that med equipment that have a chance to go run in the all-star race. Mm-hmm. And they go and they just beat the crap of each other and have great races. The Ross Chastain, amazing. He drove from the back to the front, got in the show. Tyler Reddick held him off, got in the show. Eric Amarola won the last stage. And they were hitting and spinning and crashing, and it was good. Awesome. Entertaining. And then you go to the All-Star Race, and they're all just racing each other like, you know, freaking children. (laughs) Just leave it wide open, no brakes, just going, just cruising. Just cruising. (laughs) But there's a tweet here. I don't know if I still have it up or not. Just a Sunday drive around the... uh, And it's it's a Kyle Busch quote. That I liked. Gotta love Kyle Busch quotes. And I believe it said something to the effect of, this is bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) That wouldn't surprise me. Or this is complete, like this whole thing is just a joke. Right. That's basically what he said. And I get, Kyle Busch is one to complain quite a bit. Oh, yeah. 
But you know what? He's right most of the time. <laughs> and he was 100% right this time. Mm. Are you serious? What's up? So I'm just scrolling through uh, Twitter to find the tweet. And I see this. We are watching the goal for a potential tropical storm to hit the United States this weekend. And that would probably hit Nashville for the race. Oh, Inaugural no. Nashville race. No. So, you know what? Maybe Nashville wasn't going to be a great, good race. But we haven't seen any cars on there in a long time. We haven't seen any package. Maybe it was going to be a good race. And then, you know, Mother Nature's like, ha, psych. <laughs> we had hope. And then Mother Nature just decided to. Let's, let's think about it. Our four biggest races this year on four new tracks, okay? Yeah. Daytona 500's huge. Yeah. Rained out. You go to the next one. Or it didn't get rained out, but it got severely delayed. Yes. Bristol Dirt, brand new. Rain to the next day. Yeah. Coda, rain shorten. Nashville, Potential. probably rain shorten. I, Are I, you? I would place my bets on it being uh, either like postponed or canceled or just. Even Mother Nature hates stage racing, okay? <laughs> <laughs> this should be a sign from the gods for, to NASCAR. Be like, hey, cut it out. <laughs> yeah. Just, just stop. And I know I touched on like the superstar racing experience, like their uh, gimmicks. Quotation marks, like gimmicks. In, in quotation, yeah. Uh, of like flipping the the schedule or flipping right the race, and NASCAR went and was like, yeah. So we're gonna make you uh, invert the field and give up your firstborn child. <laughs> Pretty much is what they said. Yeah. Because it was like, all right, for this one, we're going to go off random draw, and then when that's done, we give points. Whoever's the lowest amount of points, you know. Then we go and we invert. We have the fans choose a color, and in that color, we have a, a briefcase with, like, the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders in which they open up the briefcase, and whatever number's in there, that's how many of the first so many cars invert. So let's say they had the number 12 in there. The first 12 cars invert. And then a and then shark after eats that, a coconut off a palm tree and then gets hit by a train that runs into a monkey. What the hell is going on? So that's for the second stage, and they race that stage. Then they invert the entire field. Meanwhile, still tracking points on where you finish. Then, what do they do in that one? Oh, they run normally uh, in the third one after inverting the entire field. Then they pick numbers again, invert the first nine, I think it was. Race another 30 laps in which they had to make one green flag pit stop. The fastest pit crew got $100,000. So they were, that was the pit stop dash. Bullshit. That's not that's not the dash. The dash was amazing. You guys made this awful. Then they finished the stage. And whoever had the lowest cumulative average finish, basically, in all five stages started up front. So I think Kyle Larson was like first or William Byron was like second. What kind of drugs were they taking when they came up with this? Like... And then it was like 15 lap stages because after that, no one could pass. Oh my God. Awful. Terrible. Awful. <laughs> Absolutely horrible. Awful. Like, oh my God. <sighs> Gosh. I, 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 I have no words. Me neither. Like this, is this what our sport has become? Like, why do you think people make fun of us? Or not, uh, like, uh, not of race motorsport fans in general, but just NASCAR. This is why we can't have nice things. <laughs> Is because we get BS like this. Yeah. Garbage. It's not only this. It's just like everything, like the cartoons, like you were saying before, just everything combined. It's not a good image. No. And it, 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 no words. I'm done. <laughs> but <laughs> Can't even speak. But why, this this might have, why is Xfinity better than the Cup Series? 
They are on track racing. They can pass. Mm-hmm. They have more horsepower. Their cars are harder to drive. They can bump each other and not fucking get wrecked. No, that's the Cup Series. The Cup Series. I thought the Infinity no, cars were stronger. They are. I, I see what you mean, though. Uh, yeah, you're right. But I'm talking more like the Cup guys can hit each other. Like, full-on had the car sideways and save it because there's literally oh, just, yeah, no, yeah, no, no, slot no, no, no. cars. But I'm, I know what you mean, where if they even get touched, they get, like, a tire rub. Yeah. But with the Xfinity cars, they can beat each other around a bit. Yeah, that's and what I mean. It's like, why is Xfinity your better series where it produces better on-track racing, harder cars to drive, and more entertainment? Mm-hmm. Who knew that when the harder the car is to drive, the more entertainment value there is? It's crazy. It's almost like these race car drivers have been driving for so long. Like, you know, they, they can drive a hard car to drive. Who would have known that race car drivers were good car drivers? Who would have thought? Like, it's amazing to me. It's astonishing. It's, it's just annoying. Right. Like, I watched a clip today of Chase Briscoe and Ross Chastain at Pocono. Right. Pocono racing each other for the win, passing each other back and forth. My God. Pocono. <laughs> Gonna re- reiterate one more. Time. My probably least favorite racetrack, aside from Texas, right now on the tra- on the schedule, mm-hmm. produced great racing, and it ended up having a bump and run for the win. Oh my god! Because they had better cars. Yeah. And you saw that before too. You saw Joey Logano wreck Mark Martin at Pocono for a win when the cars were harder to drive. Yeah. It's like, come on, NASCAR. Come on. Give the if if we could. Run this series on our own. The fans. <laughs> we would have an amazing race series. Yeah. But then, no. No. We need other bullshit. Just random crap. I, I don't even know. Uh, it's just a pain. You, you can make an argument they're trying to reach a wider audience, but I don't I don't see any purpose yeah, in NAS- it. Our NASCAR segment has literally just become us bitching my NASCAR. <laughs> just complaining the entire time. Because that's all there is to talk about. Because everything is just BS. Yeah. Um, I think Texas said they're even dropping more capacity. So instead, of, I think they have like 90,000 seats. They're dropping another 15,000 seats to 75,000 seats because they just can't fill the stadium because it's just not good racing. But you go to like other racetracks, they can fill it. You guys, guess what? It's good racing. Well, then I, I know the rational uh, point to take for next year's schedule. Don't go to Texas. The problem is, is that Texas is owned by like uh, Marcus Smith and that whole group, which own have a stock hold in NASCAR that said or uh, an agreement that they have to race so many times at their racetracks. Then bulldoze it. I don't care. Yeah, like just give another race to what was one that they own? Bristol. Yeah, <laughs> they own Bristol. <laughs> yeah, give Bristol a third race. I really don't care. I triple header Bristol. I'll, I'm all for it. Sure. Um, <laughs> what's another one they own? Like, I mean, they're already going to Atlanta twice. That's kind of boring. Mm. Las Vegas is already going twice. Trying to think of what they own. Yeah. Which ones that they own? I, I, uh, they own New Hampshire, but New Hampshire's not that great either. They just own really shitty racetracks. <laughs> Why do they own so many bad racetracks? Like, just sell Texas and, like, buy Nashville Fairgrounds there or something. You go. Like, NASCAR needs to get back to its roots or else it's going to die. Yep, I think so. If they don't get back to its roots, it's done. It's either going to die or change so much to where the point, like, the original fans can't even call it nascar at that point like it's I, th- I think it's at the point now where if this next gen car doesn't produce good racing if they don't stop with this bullshit gimmicks it's, it's done yeah like i'm almost done with it i'm in a diehard fan so that tells you a lot that it really does um so let's see what else we got here oh yeah so the last thing before picks uh obviously nashville's this weekend this isn't the last one i just want to bring this up but nashville's this weekend yep 1.33333333333333 infinite yeah mile racetrack um 
concrete. So I don't know what it's going to be like. We haven't seen it race there. It, it might be boring. It might be great. It might be terrible. It might be good. Never know. Never know. You have to go find it. That's why we had to watch the race. Yes. I think if there is a tropical storm that comes through, they should run in the tropical storm. <laughs> Just, yeah, they already it, did it at Coda. Why not, right? I mean, it'll make it more interesting. That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, like, who cares about driver safety nowadays anyway? It's fine. They got enough safety equipment. It'd be all right. Allegedly. Allegedly. Um, so, yeah, should be okay. Last thing I want to touch on was um, I saw this tweet. It was a little while ago, and it was uh, by Kenny Wallace on Carl Edwards. And everyone was saying, Carl, Carl Edwards left NASCAR and disappeared. Mm-hmm. And then Kenny Wallace retweeted and said, Carl Edwards left NASCAR and disappeared on purpose. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, Kenny Wallace hit that on the head. Carl Edwards <laughs> was done with stuff. Right. And I really like that quote because it shows that, like, you know what? Carl Edwards might have bailed at the right time. I mean, yeah, he was he's a, he was at the top of his career. He was he just finished like fourth in the standings, um, was in the championship four. another bullshit gimmick. And there's this clip. We're going to play it right now. And basically, he, not right now, like in a second, Calvin, I know <laughs> no, you're looking, but uh, basically he just says um, he basically told the future. This was I think he was still running for Roush at this time because he had a forward thing on his thing. So this was probably like 2014, 2015 or 2013. He said. Basically iterated that stage cautions would like be stupid. Right. And he basically told the future. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna play that right now. Let, let's just start at the beginning. Let me just lay something out here for you guys. Is it everyone in this room? Is it your understanding that when they throw the green flag, right? That the only reason another flag is gonna come out, like a yellow one or a red one, before that checkered flag comes out, if there's a condition on the racetrack that is unsafe to continue the race. Is that what everybody understands? If we start getting away from that and we say, okay, halfway through the race, um, we're going to throw a caution. We're all going to line back up. Well, now it's two races or the fir- where the first race doesn't even matter. You know, now you've just got a, a shorter race. The lead in basketball is a, is a figurative one. It's a, it's a score. So it's, it's as if you stop the quarter in basketball and then you even the score. In racing, I go out there and I gain an advantage. Maybe not this track, but at most tracks, I gain a big advantage that caution erases that advantage. It's my opinion, my humble opinion. I'm not uh, saying what's right or wrong, but it's my opinion that that takes something away from the sport. So, yeah, that was an amazing clip. I know it was kind of long. It was like a minute long. But it just shows that Carl Edwards saw it was coming and left, okay? Yeah. And then he not only told the future, but this is why you should vote him for Missouri Senate. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Because he was, I don't know if he was actually running or not, but there was like a rumor a bit ago that he was running for like the Missouri Senator or something. Right. Which is amazing because Concrete Carl is awesome. Concrete Carl. That's amazing. Um, But, yeah, I think I'm almost there. Oh, there's a a Kevin Harvick Gravedigger car. It looks amazing. Like the most beautiful car ever. That's pretty cool. Is it just the Gravedigger livery on oh, yeah. the NASCAR? That's pretty but sick. But it looks badass. Does badass. it have the green wheels? or? No, I don't think they want the green wheels, but uh, I can pull it up here in like two seconds. Uh, Kevin Harvick on Twitter. He should have it. But no. So back to the All-Star Race, there was one good moment in the All-Star Race, and that was Kevin Harvick's – not Kevin Harvick. Uh, Clint Boyer's call of Keselowski's three-wide move. Yeah. You could tell he was really excited. And it's like, this is why we need Clint Boyer in the booth, because if it was just Jeff and – Mike had been like, oh, wow, look at the move by Keselowski. And Clint Boyer's like, how about that? Clear high. Clear high. It was amazing. I'm sorry I just yelled in there, but I really That's, don't care because it was I, amazing. It should be fine. I mean, I might be able to find the clip. If, if we find the clip, it'll be right here. If not, well, we're going to keep talking. Maybe. Oh, look at this. 
Brad going to put him three wide. Three wide. Man, he almost and he cleared him. No, he didn't clear it. Oh, yes, yes he, he did. Yes, he did. Clear wow. him quick. So. Perfect. Yeah, just mark that down, Kelvin, on your notepad. Because <laughs> I know you're about to. This is such a mess right now, but I really don't care because, you know what, NASCAR is a mess too, so. Well, yeah, I mean. There's here, no, like, here it is. Here's the, here's the uh, Grave Digger. Oh, part. that is sweet. That's amazing. That is awesome. I like that. And then I saw Cole Custer tweet, if Kevin Harvick can be the Grave Digger, why can't I be like the Mad Dog or something? And it's like the dog monster truck, yeah. except it's Cole Custer's car flying through the air with like a monster truck arena below him with like dog ears flapping off the side of his oh car oh my god that was funny that is funny see cole you have emotion show it you just need more monster truck liveries yeah That's can i be monster mutt see i'm monster just showing you right <laughs> <laughs> that's nice. hilarious but um will you post those on twitter yeah i will retweet them or something mm-hmm. so picks picks i don't know who fix first i don't I mean, know i don't even know who i have left i don't I'm going know back to the other document <laughs> this is Okay. I don't care. Well, I do care, but like at the same time, I really don't because you know what? NASCAR is a mess, so I'm gonna make this a mess too until NASCAR fixes this shit. So. Oh my god! I gotta uh, figure out who I haven't chosen. I'm gonna pick first here. We have who have I not picked yet? Well, we already know that Hendrick's probably gonna win this race. Yeah. And I haven't taken this guy yet. Oh, uh, will he be? All right. Will he be there? Won't won't he be? Uh, have I chose Kurt Busch yet? No. I'm going to choose Kurt Busch. That's actually a really solid pick. I knew it. And he's like, he's pretty popular right now, like for teams interested in him. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Like they got the 2311 rumor. Apparently, Trackhouse reached out to him. Oh. And apparently, um, what's their name there? Uh, Chip Ganassi is going to talk with him as well about it. Oh, that's that's exciting. So, big times, big times. And Kurt Busch is like an older driver, but everyone's it's gotten around the garage recently that Kurt Busch is like really good with Ross Chastain, like teaching him stuff. So yeah. it was like, we need a veteran driver to teach our young guys. <laughs> there you He'd go. be perfect for Trackhouse because he's got sponsorship and he can teach Daniel Suarez some stuff. He's perfect for 2311 racing because he's got sponsorship and he can teach Bubba Wall some stuff. And he's perfect for Chip Ganassi because he's got sponsorship and he can teach Ross Chastain. This is perfect. Like, this is perfect. And he's got, say it with me personality <laughs> and he's got, say it with me everybody personality amazing if you so, didn't say that at home i'm gonna be mad at you i'm gonna tell your grandmother to beat the shit out of you <laughs> she's still uh, listening yeah so she now we're, i think we're believe we're moving on to formula uh okay formula uh. um very exciting week in formula one um nothing happened well that's not true a little bit happened but nothing happened pretty much um ocon signs with alpine alpine However the hell you say it. <laughs> I say Alpine, but that's because of the beer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love Moosehead. Um, for three years. Good stuff. Um, I have a bet that it won't be called Alpine in three years, but I think it's a solid uh, choice for uh, Ocon. All right, we're going to quote that. <laughs> we're going to quote that. We're going to be back in, in three years, or whenever, if yeah. it changes. If it changes, we're going to come back to this. We're going to pull this clip, yeah. and we're going to put it on there and say we predicted the future. I, Calvin... Uh, believe that Alpine will not be called Alpine within three years <laughs> on, on today's date. Um, patent it. Pat, pat, I don't think it's how patent it works. I always get patent and confused. <laughs> patent and copyright. I, I get those mixed up. 
Like, it's basically the same thing, just copyright's like more digital and like text, isn't it? Yeah. Well, and the, patents like an invention. Yeah. Well, like, okay, because copyright's like an original piece of art or something like that, or like yeah, or literature or like all art forms. Well, then like, like trademark is like a company, so it's really weird. Tra- oh yeah, trademark. And what's the R? The R with the circle around it? It's re- like, reserved or probably like rights reserved. Rights reserved. Yeah. So that's something different too. Maybe I don't know. This is like weird. So one domino falls. In F1 Silly Season, and that's Ocon. Yeah. Because that seat was questioned of whether he stays or not and whether uh, Gasly will take it. Mm-hmm. And I'm very invested in this because I'm a Gasly fan, so. Yeah. Uh, What's going to happen to the next Gasly to Mercedes. <laughs> I did, I read, I don't know if it was a real article, but the it was something about Mercedes having to give her a Botas for next season or something like that. It could have been a fake article. I didn't read it. I just saw the headline briefly. I think I saw that too. Yeah. So it, there's potential for Mercedes, but you never know what's going to happen. Um, I can't remember. Um, so I, I, I'd imagine it would be like a, a Mercedes engine car driver. That was a weird thing. <laughs> but like George Russell, for example, in the Williams, powered by Mercedes, probably it would be my guess to go to Mercedes or any other Mercedes-powered you know, car driver. What, Bottas is going to move there or Russell? No, like someone's going to take his spot. If it's anyone, if anyone's going to take the Mercedes spot, it's going to be probably Mercedes-powered car. So that would include McLaren. McLaren, Williams. Uh, Williams. Um, I think that's it, isn't it? I think it's it. Oh, wait, no, they're Aston Martin. Who powers Aston Martin? I think, well. Because it was Mercedes. It was, it was Mercedes when it was Racing Point. I think it still might be. Could I be, but I don't see them taking either of those two. Me neither. Yeah. Well, who, who Lando, wants Lance Stroll on your team? Lando already signed. Yeah, Lando Daniel, signed. Daniel is still here. Two years. He's two year contract, right? So that's nothing. But so is Alonso, and people are saying Alonso's going to get kicked out in favor of like Gasly for a double French driver for double yeah. for Alpine being a French team. They don't want Stroll because Daddy's money. Um, and but yeah, I mean, and they're not going to take Vettel because yeah, honestly, no no hate to Vettel, but. He's older, mm-hmm. so they're not gonna take an older driver, probably. They're probably not. Um, but George Russell, George Russell, George Russell. I've been hoping this for so long. Um, I, you know, I'm hoping, but it's, it's it's a hard sell because I don't know if they take George Russell when while Hamilton's still there, yeah. because that's just gonna create such a toxic environment between those two. It really because would. Russell wants to win, and so does Hamilton. Yeah. Whereas Bottas is the biggest beta ever. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't get it must be like a finished thing because him and Kimmy just don't talk much and they don't like show emotion that much well Kimmy shows emotion just in different ways <laughs> in few words few words yeah Bottas is just a freaking robot he I, I he has no I, I, he has no personality like if there's a if there's a driver that makes you think of no personality it's Bottas yeah but the thing is he's probably got more personality than half the NASCAR drivers that well there you go that's what I <laughs> Like, I've only, uh, I can't remember an interesting interview with him, but same thing with, like, I don't remember a good interview with Ocon, for example, but I know that he's a decent guy. Yeah, people hate on Ocon a lot because what happened with Perez. I don't even know what happened with Perez. I don't know. It was, it's, I don't, I don't get it. I know I just brought it up with someone and they're, like, a big Perez fan. 
Yeah. And they were like absolutely hating on Ocon. I was like, why do you hate Ocon? He's like, just a quiet guy. And they were like, shut up. And I was like, okay. <laughs> shut, shut up. <laughs> but no, I think I think this this is the first domino to fall. We're going to see more come soon. Yeah. Of what happens. And like, Bottas is in serious risk of losing a C if he doesn't pick it up. Oh, yeah. I expect a good Grand Prix from him this weekend. Because mm-hmm. last time, where was it? Imola? Yeah. He finished bad. Actually wrecked. He had a really good week the next week. Mm-hmm. Where I think he got pole. So, expect probably a Bottas pull. I'm calling it right now. Bottas gets pulled this weekend. Yeah. It's looking to be one of those boring races. Everyone's predicting. Going to be one of those ones where you sleep after the first 20 laps because there's like, you know, 15, 20 second gaps between everyone. Yeah, you know what happens when they get 15 to 20 second gaps? Mm-hmm. You know what they should do? What's up? Stage cautions! <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well... Maybe if Pirelli tires screw up again, we'll get cautions. Yeah. Speaking of Pirelli, what a bunch of horse shit they are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. There's an article. Oh, my God. That's it's so. There's no way that, like, tires just blow up out of nowhere with no debris. You can't do – you can't post an article and then say, oh, well, we didn't find anything in our investigation that's wrong with the tires. Could be overinflation. It could be too hot. It could be too – like, no, there's something wrong. You're not saying it. I, I, I'm sure of it. Like, there's no way two tires blow up in the same race, in the same weekend, out of nowhere, for no reason. No debris, nothing. Yeah, no. no stupid. They're full of shit. They're full it's of shit. It's easy. Oh, yeah. It's, it's easy. It's pretty simple. Instead of having radio dude go, cover the tires, <laughs> we now have freaking press conference go, nothing wrong with the tires, walk away. I don't know what's wrong with the tires. I don't know if you, you inflate them to correct PSI and to the right temperature, it should be fine. Sick. Thanks. Our tires are shit. <laughs> <laughs> you gave me no information. This is this is pointless. Yeah, I mean, Pirelli's just a pointless company anyway. Actually, boycott Pirelli. I think it was Jeremy Clarkson that said, um, I, I can't remember the exact quote, but it was like his, a friend of his used Pirelli condoms and now he has seven children. <laughs> <laughs> That's iconic right I there. love that. Oh my God. That's amazing. That's uh, a great quote right there. That is. It, well, because it's true. <laughs> man. Oh, man. Gotta, gotta love Pirelli. Um, but, yeah, for, like, overall French Grand Prix, I think it's going to be pretty boring. It trips me out when they get these weird shots of, like, the track, like, weird angles, and the lines, like, intertwine and everything. It gives me a headache. I've never even seen the French circuit. It, there's just a bunch of blue lines. Wait, is it that plot with the blue lines? The blue lines, and then there's, like... There's a bunch of different pathways that go everywhere. I thought like, that was like Russia. Nah, that's French. God. It's it's so con- like. Why are the French so screwed up? I man? don't. <laughs> God, I live in French. a. I live with French people. I can say that. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> I work with French people. Yeah, you can really say that. Oh, mm. so do I though. I guess kind of. No, I do. Yeah. There's French people in that company, so. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. That's good. So I can say that. But they're not like French French. They're French Canadian. Yeah. Which is even worse. <laughs> Somehow worse. Somehow. I don't know. So do you think if there's one wreck that they'll throw the white flag? Because white flag? they surrendered. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get the reference. Wait, yeah. wait. Do you think in auto racing, they just used France as an, ex- as like an example of it's about to end by throwing the white flag as it's time to surrender the race? <laughs> Maybe. That's probably what the white flag means, is that it's time to surrender the race, finish your last lap. Oh my. Or like France, it's time to leave the country, we're about to give the Germans control. <laughs> oh my god. 
That is amazing. God, the French are gonna hate me. God, yeah, they already do. That's ah, fine. But, no, but, I mean, that means, but I love Gasly. That means Pierre's gonna hate you. I, I still love Pierre. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care if he hates me. I still love him. Yeah. So for picks this week, we're gonna do something a little different. We haven't done F one picks. We can't figure out what to do because honestly, every F one pick is pretty easy. Not gonna lie. It is. Our old system did not work, but we have a new system that may or may not work. So we're gonna try it this week, and we're gonna see what happens. So. We have numbered the drivers 1 to 20 based on their last name in alphabetical order. So first is Alonzo, last is Vettel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, yeah. sorry. I thought that, like, for Stapp and Vettel, I thought that, like, maybe R was ahead of or behind T. V- oh, My oh. My is very behind. Anyway. I just can't spell. So, what, yeah. <laughs> we so what we're going to do is gonna hit a random number generator, mm-hmm. and whatever number it lands on, the two numbers that it lands on, we pick who's going to finish higher. Mm-hmm. Between those Between two. the two. So in theory, it works pretty well. First one is five. So Hamilton. Hamilton. Okay. Okay. This is. Not- I swear <laughs> to God, if this lands <laughs> on eight, I'm gonna shoot myself. Like, oh my God. You know who the- eight is? Yes, I can see. It's it, for those who don't know. It's uh um Nikita Mazepin. It didn't hit eight. It didn't hit eight. It what better be it nineteen or something. It did it. Ooh. What? It hit Leclerc. Seven. It's still an easy pick. I got I, I got my predictions. My prediction's easy here, but, like, it could have been worse. There's a trend. Leclerc gets uh, in Q3, first lap of Q3, gets pull, then red he flag, and then everyone passes him in the first few laps. <laughs> That's my prediction. Yeah, no, so, uh, yeah, I'm taking Hamilton on this one. Really? Yeah. Um, yeah, I am too. Yeah, I'm sorry, Leclerc. If you had a bit better, well, you never know. Because well, last last race, where they raced last, Baku, Baku, <laughs> Baku. Um, like Ferrari did better than Mercedes, and Mercedes really struggled. Well, Mercedes didn't do a whole lot of anything, but yeah, but Hamilton was going to finish second until his brake magic ran out. AKA, magic, I'm a terrible driver. My magic button. <laughs> yeah, your magic button really went off there. We could we could just keep randomizing these and just like do more. Cause yeah, why don't we do like three? We could three do a race. Yeah, why not? So first one was Hamilton Leclerc. I think that'd be fun. And we picked. We both picked Hamilton. Yeah. Uh, next, actually, we, have, we should have to come to a consensus. That'd be really funny. Uh, <laughs> Twelve. Raikkonen. Okay. Ooh, this could be interesting. This could be interesting. And ooh, okay, ten. Ocon. Ooh. Drinks Yoda soda. It's a pop. We're in Canada. We're in France. I'm taking the French driver. I'm taking Ocon, fresh off a New Year deal, in France, his home country, in an arguably better car. I'm taking Ocon. And he just blew an engine, so he's got a brand new engine. True. True. Hopefully it's tuned properly. Hopefully. Hopefully. That's what we're hoping. Um, God. Because Kimmy's a wild card. Like, he's just randomly up there. Yeah, but Kimmy has one top ten. Ocon has more than that. I'm just I, I just like Kimmy too much, but yeah, Ocon. I I would say more consistent. Yeah, I would say younger you driver, got, you got Ocon. better car. See, that's a good matchup. This that's one good. About. Okay, never really. There's even better. That's a pin in someone else. Okay, who's that? Which number? Signs. Signs. Oh, this could be good. Okay, give me Norris. <laughs> no, Perez. Signs of Perez. I believe it's Perez. Oh, uh, Perez's number actually lines up with like his. Number Wait. one here. He's 11 in both. Oh. So we hit, we hit Signs and Perez. Ooh. Ooh. The two, like the Spanish and the Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> Daddy and Poppy. 
Wait, where did it come from? You're laughing at me. You, cl- you gotta clip that. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, I'd have to. I think now that I mean er- earlier in the in the season. I would maybe go for signs, even though they're both getting used to their car. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Perez has definitely gotten more used to the Red Bull car. I gotta choose Poppy. <clears throat> Which one's Poppy? Perez. Perez. Okay. <laughs> I'm choosing Perez too because he's he's getting a hold of the Red Bull car now. I um he's he can do wonders with that thing now. <laughs> he's looking really good. Poppy uh, can do wonders with that thing. Let's <laughs> <laughs> call him now. We're gonna call him Poppy. Poppy Perez. And then Daddy Science. Daddy Science. <laughs> we should definitely not say that. Why? It's fucking hilarious. Yeah, then, yeah, yeah. Sure. What do you mean? You just died laughing at it for 30 I, I seconds. I did, but like, the people are weird and they take that seriously. Bro, I'm obviously not gonna, I'm not being serious. No, I know, but some people do and it's weird. Like, like not even if you said that about Lando, oh my god. Don't yeah. get me started. We talk about that every time. Oh, crap. Yeah, Lando fans are annoying. They are one. I love Lando. I don't like Lando fans. Lando stands. Stands, yeah. That's it. Yeah. I'm a Lando fan. I'm not a Lando stand. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, yeah. That's a cool segment. I like that. Yeah, I like that too. And then next question from Cy Motorsport on Twitter. Do you think the earth is flat? <laughs> oh, we're taking Twitter questions now. No, no, no it's just what popped up. Oh. <laughs> Do you think the earth is flat? Uh, yeah, it's flat. Okay, next question. Tell me you're running out of segments without telling me you're running out of segments. I don't know. I just watched Twitter <laughs> for half my shit on you anyway. Um, yeah, the whole point about, the like, the whole uh, point of why the Earth is flat is because you go look out to the horizon, and the horizon's flat. So okay. the Earth is flat. Here's a question. <clears throat> Which NASCAR F1 driver is most likely to believe that the Earth is actually flat? Ooh. Dang. I have my guess. I got to think. Oh, well, this is really easy for me. I got one. Okay. Yeah. Here you, you go, go first. Lance Stroll. No, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> and here's the reason why. Okay. Because he didn't have to pass grade two because his dad probably <laughs> paid off the teacher. All he knows is when went drive with car went whack. <laughs> He's going to go fast. <laughs> Until Pirelli fail. <laughs> Daddy money. <laughs> That's what I was going to say, man. <laughs> that great minds think alike. Oh, man. That's all I got to say to that. No, I'm trying to think who else would think, actually believe that. I have a funny feeling that Brad Keselowski would believe that the earth is flat. Yeah. I just I, don't know why. There's just something about that hairline that just tells me <laughs> that he believes the earth is flat. I, I wouldn't be surprised, to be honest. That, would be, that wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. No, Kyle Busch... Was freaking hilarious. I'm gonna go back to NASCAR for a second. Yeah, Kyle Busch was freaking hilarious as we get on the radio. Like they brought it up, but he's like, "Our front ends are shit." Just <laughs> screaming in the in the and it wasn't like he said it like that. He was like, "Our front ends are shit," like yelling it. Amazing. Thank you. This is amazing. That's why Radioactive is like one of the most entertaining things you can watch because yeah. like, people like Kyle Busch. Like I, I, Ryan Blaney's surprisingly funny over the radio. Mm. Yeah. But then, like, not funny at all in other stuff. I don't get that when they're funny over the radio or, you know, whatever. And then interviews come and then they're just the most dry person in existence. Dry. China. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else is there for F1? There's got to be some more F1 news here. Somewhere. Oh, the ki- Max kicking meme. There's so many kicking memes. That's they're amazing. That's so funny. I thought it, I, didn't, I didn't think it was going to be that big a thing. 
but it's everything every you know the historical crashes and stuff like that it's just max kicking him that's funny i like i'm trying to think do i have any good memes left from the last week uh well no (laughs) (laughs) we already went through them uh, uh, like this might be a shorter episode because we're really running out of stuff. There's not a whole lot this weekend. There's. I guarantee just, as soon as we hit stop, I'm going to think of something. Imagine. I think it's long enough, though. All right. Thanks, everybody, for watching. Listening. Uh, listening. If you're watching me, get if, out of my house. <laughs> if you're watching, I, I, I wonder how and why. Yeah, like, why it, would you waste your time while watching me right now? That must be a boring life you must have watching me. Um, but if you're listening, you have an amazing life. Yes, you do. You are the coolest person ever if you're listening to this. Yeah, you. I, I'm talking to you. Yes. You know who you are. You. Yeah. Yeah. Brayden. Brayden's grandmother. <laughs> Hopefully Brayden's grandmother. <laughs> All right. Have a good night, folks. Peace. See ya.